Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Having adequate housing is a human right. However, the economic fallout from the pandemic has affected tenants and led to a widespread house insecurity in the U.S. What do you do if you're a tenant right now and you can't pay for your rent? While there are eviction moratoriums in effect until the end of March 2021, what happens next? 
On this episode, I have an engaging conversation with Shabana Boschk, real estate attorney, and Tendai Kafidzi, chief economist at LendingTree, about the current rental eviction crisis and what you need to know to stay empowered. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. A recent article from NYU asks a really important question. Can the U.S. prevent a massive wave of evictions? I don't know. What do you think? It's a mind bender for sure, as millions of tenants are behind on rent and small landlords are seriously struggling. We've talked about the statistics on this show over the years, the fact that an overwhelming amount of the U.S. population isn't prepared for even a $1,000 emergency, let alone the financial impact of a year-long-plus pandemic. I want to bring you two experts on this episode, Shabana and Tendai, to share the state of this crisis, but more than that, what you can do if you find yourself unable to pay rent. As your friend, I just also want you to know that you're not alone. There are places you can turn to for help so you don't have to struggle all by yourself. So I hope this episode sheds some light on a very real crisis and gives you some actionable steps to take right now. I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, renters specifically. What are some of the unique like financial implications for renters right now? What What's happening with renters in terms of evictions? Uh, yeah. So what we've seen happening since the economic crisis, I guess, related to the coronavirus, is that a lot of the people who have been affected in terms of the industries that have been adversely affected, uh, such as travel, tourism, uh, restaurants, uh, places where people have to engage directly with their customers, a lot of those people also happen to be renters. And so obviously, if you're not getting paid and you're not getting income, uh, it's a challenge to pay for your rent. And so what that has led to um, is about 20% of renters are behind on their rent. Um, you know, that estimate, it varies depending on the source. Uh, it's somewhere between sure. 20 and 40 million people uh, who are either behind on their rent, are concerned about their ability to pay their rent, um, or, you know, are at risk of, of eviction. Uh, so that's kind of the state uh, of the rental market right now. And in response to that, we have had some uh, government interventions. Uh, There are some funds from the federal government, state and local governments as well, that are available to help cover some of these rental arrears. And then there's also moratoriums uh, on evictions at local, state and federal government levels. Um, So there's a lot of attempted interventions Um, And there's a lot of people um, at risk of eviction or who are, you know, just under a lot of stress uh, because they are unable to pay their rent. What is the 
the current status of rental evictions? Like, where do we stand with this? Great question. Great question. So, you know, let me just start by saying I don't think anyone could have predicted the economic shutdown that would be triggered by the COVID-19 pandemic approximately one year ago, right? right? Let alone the pandemic's toll on just housing stability overall. So right now, renters and landlords alike are finding themselves in a significant cash crunch, unable to meet their rental payments or mortgage payments. And many renters are struggling with a loss of income and just overall job security. So we are entering into the second year of the pandemic. Many renters are just accruing late fees and debt. And so we're seeing a large buildup of these late payments. So with that said, however, there are policies that are in place to help protect renters and homeowners homeowners from being evicted and uh, provide them with rental relief to ease some of that financial burden, which I'm happy to talk further about. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious, have, I mean, have we been in a position like this recently with this amount of potential rental evictions, home foreclosures? I mean, is this kind of new territory? I would definitely say um, it's not the norm by any means. Um, I think, you know, no one could could have predicted this type of uh, kind of you know, real estate crisis, right? So I think it's just all unfamiliar territory. The amount of um, debt that renters are in is just accruing, and it, it's very high. So I think it's it's a territory that that folks are just not used to seeing right. by any means. Yeah, you talk about going into the second year. I mean, it's just one of those like head scratching moments that we would have never believed last March uh, that we would be in this March talking about this this still going on. I mean, it's um, it's definitely just an interesting scenario, and and unfortunately for so many people, the money situation, whether it is rental evictions or, or something else, is is really in a state of crisis. So. You know, what can renters do if they're unable to pay their rent? Is there like a checklist of items to cover, questions they should be asking? What sort of actions should they take? Sure. So I can kind of just touch on some of the um, you know, programs and, and resources that are available for yeah. renters right now that are unable to pay rent. So first and foremost, you know, the federal government has extended the CDC's national eviction moratorium that was scheduled to expire at the end of January through uh, the end of March 2021. So this temporary moratorium extends some of these vital protections to millions of renters that are at risk of eviction for non-payment of rent. And under the policy, renters are required to meet a certain criteria to qualify for relief. Um, however, there are also uh, state and local eviction moratoriums that remain in effect to protect renters mm-hmm. who are still unable to pay rent and who may not qualify for assistance under the federal policy. So, for example, there are eviction moratoriums that are in effect for the next few months in states such as New York and California, just, just to name a couple. Um, you know, a wonderful resource that my team at KNL Gates uh, has put together is a comprehensive free guide with a list of current eviction policies, along with their corresponding expiration dates 
and links to the various state and local government websites. So I encourage um, renters to, to check out that resource as it's very helpful. Um, second, you know, renters can seek financial assistance from state and local emergency rental relief programs. So these programs were established to help tenants cover those missed rent payments. Another resource that I'll, that I'll plug here, the National Low Income Housing Coalition has prepared a 50 state list of all of the available rental relief programs. And that resource is free and it's available to the public. It includes an interactive map and a searchable database. So renters can easily find these local assistance programs um, in their area. So again, just another great resource that's available to renters. And, you know, last, last but not least, I, I will mention, you know, renters should alert their landlord of their inability to pay their rent, right, before even seeking out any of these kind of assistance uh, and programs and resources. Talk to your landlord. Have an honest and open conversation about your current situation and try to seek an agreeable solution. At this time, renters and landlords are both kind of in a, in a bind and landlords may be willing to negotiate during this time and agree to different uh, payment arrangements. So just renters should keep that in mind. So we've established what has led to this crisis, that the moratorium has been pushed to the end of March 2021, and we've uncovered some policies and programs to help renters. But what does this really mean to you if you're a renter? Tendai has a great way of summing this up. The devil is uh, in the details. You know, um, eviction moratorium, uh, you know, it means that if you're the renter, you're just you're accumulating debt that you owe uh, to the landlord. One, mm, right? It doesn't. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't take away kind of your obligation, um, you know, that you're in a contract and you're supposed to be paying money and you essentially owe the landlord uh, a bunch of money. Um, and then in terms of some of the rental relief funds, um, you know, there's different structures as to how they are working. You would really need to get into uh, an individual program to try and figure out how it works. Uh, there has been some criticism that, uh, you know, they're not easily accessible. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a challenge there. But I would say if you're a renter, try and figure out what's happening in your state, uh, you know, be, you know, I guess the word would be aggressive in advocating for yourself and trying to get access to some of these programs. Wow, that's such great information. I think that's an important note that just because you may not have to pay your rent right now doesn't mean you won't ever have to pay your rent. So what do we need to know if if we're a renter and we can't pay our rent or we can't pay all of it or obviously we're behind what sort of money steps should we be taking maybe behind the scenes to make sure we don't get to a place where suddenly we owe a ton of money to, to fulfill this renter contract? Yeah, I think the first thing you try and do is you try and talk to your landlord. Um, you know, see if they are willing to um, negotiate, uh, you know, maybe lower, lower your rent, uh, maybe work out a payment plan. Because, um, you know, especially like, for the landlords, um, they don't necessarily. There's not necessarily a lot of demand out there. It depends on the city that if they lose a tenant, right. they're going to replace that tenant, right? Um, so it may be better off for them at least to get a partial amount of the rent rather than have that 
uh, unit or that apartment uh, or that house uh, become empty, right? And then they're getting no revenue or no no rent at all from it. So yeah, your first step is to really try and you know negotiate or talk to your landlord. Uh, you know, hopefully they'll be accommodating and understanding uh, given the circumstances that we're in. Um, and then if you know that doesn't work, um, you know even though there's a an eviction moratorium and you can't necessarily get kicked out of your house. Um, you know, some landlords are trying it, one, in some areas. And two, uh, because you still be accumulating debt, uh, you know, if you really feel that it's not a tenable situation for you, um, you know, see if the landlord will let you out of the lease and maybe you can move, uh, you know, to a less, less expensive accommodations or maybe move with like family or friends. Uh, or, you know, or join up with somebody else who might be is having trouble. And, you know, between the two of you or the group of you, uh, it helps you all to save some money. Uh, but definitely try and take action. Uh, the worst thing you can do is to do nothing. Yeah, that's such great advice. And I, I'm curious because you are an economist. Uh, how could a financial crisis like like we're seeing now with, with renters, uh, how could that have further implications in our economy going forward does it does that ripple out yeah there's definitely a risk of that uh, so if you consider um, that for the landlord they use the rent payments to pay their mortgage on the property right and so right. the longer that they go with you know people are either being unable to pay rent or only being able to pay up a, a portion of their rent uh, we might see some landlords run into trouble meeting their own obligations to pay the mortgage, right? If that happens on a large enough scale, uh, then that can certainly lead to a situation where you start to see landlords, uh, you know, defaulting on their on their mortgages or landlords having to offload property. Um, at low prices to try and, you know, stay solvent and stay liquid. Um, and then ultimately, if landlords are not paying those mortgages, uh, then the banks are on the hook, right, for, uh, you know, kind of those mispayments. And that's kind of, that's how you could end up with a broader uh, contagion of the financial system. Um, I do think that is a low probability because, you know, stemming from the last financial crisis, the federal government has gotten much better at coming up with interventions to avoid general financial and economic contagion. And as we can see with uh, all these stimuluses that have been passed last year and with another $1.9 trillion on the table, uh, that they're willing to be very aggressive in terms of how much money mm. they spend. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 
50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. We haven't asked Shauna. This comes from Tony. Hey, Shauna, Tony here. There is so much going on from stimulus payments to taxes and more. I just can't keep up. 
I know the tax day was pushed to May 17th this year, so I just want to make sure I can file any time between now, March, and May 17th, correct? Thanks so much again for being a money friend to so many of us. My whole friend group listens to your show, and we all talk about what we're learning and doing with our money. It's been pretty, shall I say, therapeutic to talk about money and feel free in that way. Anyway, it's just pretty cool, so thanks. Tony, great question. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Yes, first and foremost, thank you for sharing the Millennial Money Love Around. (laughs) I love that your friend group talks about these things. I think that would be pretty therapeutic, right? That would be pretty cool if we could talk about money in an open way. So hopefully, if anything, this podcast has encouraged you to do that. But to your question, the IRS is definitely shall we say, a bit behind with the stimulus payments going to so many millions of Americans that they really had little to no choice but to delay the filing of taxes this year. So you essentially have an extra month to get your money stuff and file without any penalties. And you don't need to fill out any paperwork. So if you want to file still in April, great. If you want to wait till May 17th, that works as well. You can kind of pick whatever works for you. And also is kind of a cool bonus. I think you now have until May 17th to fund your IRA for 2020 contributions. So let's say you get your stimulus payment maybe in March or early April. Maybe you think about putting a portion or all of it into your IRA and growing your investments. That might be a really good idea. Just some food for thought, just so you know. And if you are expecting a 2020 income tax refund, the IRS really urges taxpayers that are due a refund to file ASAP. (laughs) Most uh, tax refunds associated with the e-filed returns are issued within 21 days. But as we get closer and closer to May and more into the stimulus payments, I would imagine the IRS is going to get even more backlogged. So if you're expecting a refund, if you need the refund, get your tax filing in ASAP. All right, but great question, Tony. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And uh, it looks like 2021 is going to be still a little bit of a, a weird year with things changing, with stimulus payments, with moratoriums that we're talking about in this episode, lots of interesting factors. So uh, I think it's important that we all kind of stay abreast of these dates and the changes. They're just really important to know. So hey, if you have an Ask Shauna question, easy, just go to the show notes. There's a link right there where you can fill out the Ask Shauna question. And my thinking is that if you have a question, probably somebody does as well. So I'd love to hear from you. That's good information. It, are there any things that you should or shouldn't say to your landlord, or is it just be completely transparent with your situation and, and see what you can figure out? Yeah, I, I do believe complete transparency, especially given um, the time that we're in, really uh, does go a long way. Um, and so I would really just encourage folks to be open, to be honest, and to, um, you know, not lose sight of the the, the, the human uh, nature in all of us, right? Um, people are struggling. It can be a difficult time, and and folks are willing to kind of sit down at the table and try to have a have a, a you know friendly negotiation if possible. So I, I would encourage people to be open and honest. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if, um, say, say a landlord isn't willing to forego eviction? Is this something where you would essentially look for an attorney to help you out? Or what are the rights mm -hmm. that renters do have? Great question. So, you know, of course, first, it's worth noting that, you know, renters who have not been keeping up with their rent payments should uh, first make sure to read and review their lease carefully. Double check the payment due dates, late fees, and any penalties that are attached to that. You know, renters want to ensure that they're following the terms of their lease and they understand those provisions in the contract when um, dealing with their landlord. But, you know, when an amicable solution just doesn't seem possible and you're kind of dealing with um, a sticky situation, you know, renters always have the right to seek legal help to hire an attorney to answer any questions and assist with, you know, a potential eviction process or any questions just related to, um, you know, their lease or just their current situation. And so a great resource for renters is uh, lawhelp.org, which provides a um, list of available pro bono and legal aid attorneys to assist with housing and various eviction matters. So that's a great resource. Wow. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So uh, going back to the the rental relief programs that you talked about, I would imagine they're they're all different. But if if you get rental relief, so how theoretically would that work for someone? Would they get a certain amount of money that then they would turn over to their landlord to, to cover their rent? How do those programs operate? Well, I do know that it kind of varies um, from state to state and, you know, the programs are not kind of a one size fits all um, right. situation. But, um, yeah, you know, folks can apply, you know, provide the necessary documentation, you know, showing eligibility and proof that they qualify for the program. And, uh, you know, the local assistance programs will be able to um, cover those missed rent payments, uh, make the payments to the landlord, or kind of create different arrangements for that that tenant to kind of seek uh, rent forgiveness uh, with their landlord. So again, it does kind of depend on the um, arrangement that each state and the various nonprofit organizations within different states are kind of looking towards, um, but that's kind of the gist of the general relief program. What do you think the future looks like for for renters? Do you think they're going to extend some of these moratoriums, or like where where do we where do we go after the end of March? Of course, of course. You know, I think Shauna, that's the million dollar question, right? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I I don't think we can really predict what the future holds for renters at this moment. Um, as we're seeing, some states are, you know, at the local level are are choosing to extend their moratoriums. Um, you know, but it really it, it's just it's so unpredictable. But what I will say is that, uh, you know, renters should continue to monitor and keep an eye on policy updates at the federal level and at the state and local level. And just to remain informed about the various protections and programs that are available to them, you know, we are we're seeing unemployment rates slightly decrease and hopefully with you know, given you know, the widespread access to the vaccine in the coming months, you know, I remain hopeful that this will play a key role in the housing market and that the 
financial situation for renters and landlords alike may improve, but we will just have to keep an eye out. <laughs> right. The, we will see. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Well, this has been such amazing, actionable information. So just to recap a little bit, if, if somebody is in this situation, what are what is kind of their list of steps to do? I mean, step one is obviously talk to their landlord, but are there any other steps they should be doing like right after that? Um, I would definitely say gathering all of their documentation, um, you know, speaking to their landlord, making sure that they have all of the necessary paperwork if they are planning to apply for any rental relief programs, kind of getting a checklist of the various um, programs that are available to them at the state level, at the federal level. Um, and, you know, if they have making, keeping a list of questions, right, having a list of, of, of questions um, if, you know, they need to uh, meet with an attorney and hire an attorney, um, just having that set of questions there as this process is kind of ongoing is very helpful. Um, so those are kind of the, the action items that I would put at the top of the list. So Tendai, I got to know, what's on your action list of to-dos from here as a renter? Uh, yeah, yeah. So communicating with your landlord is definitely number one uh, to try and either negotiate a change payment uh, or something like that. Um, you know, number two, consider moving or changing your living situation. Uh, if your landlord can agree to you uh, breaking the lease, hopefully with uh, no penalty or maybe with some kind of uh, reduced penalties. Um, you know, the other things I think fall into uh, kind of general uh, personal financial management uh, that you should be trying to do all the time, uh, which is, you know, have a handle on your expenses, uh, have a budget, right? Understand where your money is coming in and uh, where it's going out. Um, so that enables you to plan better for, you know, how much you can afford in terms of rent, whether at your current place or if you eventually try to find a, a new place. Um, and then try and find savings in other areas uh, of your life. Uh, you know, if you have uh, debt, maybe try and see if you can uh, lower that debt by refinancing or something like that. Um, and, you know, reduce your expenses. Um, I think a lot of us have reduced our expenses uh, even involuntarily because there's not, you know, a lot of places are closed. You're not, you know, engaging in so many activities. Um, but, yeah, just general kind of sound financial management practices uh, will help you get through this, uh, this crisis. Great tips. And I know there are so many other amazing tips over at LendingTree. So tell everyone uh, where they can go to to find out more of these amazing tips, connect with you, and learn more about LendingTree. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you just Google LendingTree coronavirus, uh, we have a whole page of uh, you know resources, research, studies, uh, information around how people can get through uh, this uh, this coronavirus crisis. Uh, you know all from the perspective of, you know, largely kind of personal financial management. Uh, but then we also have tips, you know, a lot of people are out of work, uh, you know, what kind of opportunities are out there in the economy? Uh, because parts of the economy are actually growing uh, pretty fast, right? Uh, some industries yeah. are expanding, uh, you know, for example, an example would be like delivery-based uh, type of work. Uh, there's a lot of that uh, going on. 
so we have tips around uh, how to manage the money that you have now and also a few tips on you know how to try and get uh, a little bit more money to see you through the crisis. And if you'd like to connect with Shapana or learn more about her services, here's how you can do that. Of course. Um, so if you're looking for the uh, 50 state um, eviction and foreclosure moratorium guide, uh, please feel free to uh, access that resource on the KNL Gates website. And you can just type in eviction moratorium guide on our website and it should take you straight to it. Um, and please feel free. You can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's Shabana Baksh at LinkedIn. And I'm happy to answer any questions that, that any folks may have. Well, I'm sure we didn't come up with a solution to the housing crisis on this episode. I hope you do feel better, a little bit more educated if you are a renter and know that there are resources and people out there really willing and able to help you. You're not alone. So please share this episode with someone that you think would really love to learn about this topic. And if you know someone that is struggling to pay their rent, reach out and share some of these resources. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.